Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Jackie in the house. <laughs> I'm just watching Jackie like with her phone up to the microphone, looking like she's she's scratching. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out how many seconds were left in that uh, iTunes <laughs> clip of that song by uh, Crystal Waters. God, such a good song. That song is a jam. So nineties. Oh, it's so 90s. It's so good. Mm. I love that all those 90s, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? Like, not house music, right? Just- not house, but I get, I know what you're, I know what you're getting at. So similar. It's like the kind of music that you would dance to at a club, but also mm. you would hear, you know, at a, a runway show. If you went to at a mall, at a mall mall runway, (laughs) (laughs) you know, welcome to Hoya Pod. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You know, (laughs) you were saying. I was just gonna make fun of my brother really quick. Uh, We used to. He used to be really into house music, and I would make fun of him and be like, "Oh oh my god, you love techno, lame!" Because this was like back in the day, like right after techno stopped being kind of cool and i was like oh my god you're so stupid you like techno and he's like it's house music (laughs) i'm like so techno same same fucking thing it's different i know i wonder how i have no idea i couldn't tell you i would i would assume i'm blue i think that's techno and i think house i have no clue i have no clue i don't know what i'm talking about just cut all that (laughs) nope if you know let us know Mm -hmm. anyway welcome to hoya podcast (laughs) (laughs) hi amy oh oh jackie our poor jackie's sick y'all she's sick I know, but I'm gonna power through it. Anyway, I I feel I feel okay right now. I have my she tea looks and I terrible. have a blanket. <laughs> I'm, you can't see it, but I'm bleeding out of my eyes and my ears. It's very metal. But I have a tissue right here. I'm just gonna dab that and dab that and Much good better. as new. <laughs> I know, poor Jackie. She's been working with a bunch of bunch of kids and they you know kids they don't cover their mouths when they cough they just cough directly into your face and too true amy i had one uh, i you know i'm a speech therapist so i was just i have to get right in front of their faces sometimes and there was one kid that i was just trying to get him to you know say a specific sound and in the middle of me 
modeling it for him, he just went (laughs) (laughs) right into my face. But (laughs) apparently all of the kids and all of the clinicians and teachers I work with are all sick. So it was bound to happen. God, I would have pushed that kid directly out of his chair. (laughs) It would have just been an immediate reaction. Like, fuck you. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Uh, I mean, good job. (laughs) (sighs) So here we are. So here we are. A little bit of a lackluster beginning. No, I'm going to try and uh, really step up the energy. and. No, no. You you take care of yourself. Self-care, Jackie. All right. Well, how are you, Amy? I'm okay. I'm doing all right. I told you earlier, Jackie, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit um a little bit nervous about this episode. You know, hits hits close to home. Feel feeling a little vulnerable right now. But you know what? Brene Brown, if you don't know who she is, she's absolutely incredible. She's a I don't even want to call her a motivational speaker. I feel like that cheapens it, but she's just she's incredible and she talks about how being vulnerable is one of the most important things you can do so this is me being vulnerable y'all i hope you can appreciate it and of course you're referring to your time as a supermodel back in the mid 90s (laughs) right (laughs) very difficult time for you it was hard you know i did a lot of cocaine um i'm better now glamorous it was a lot of glamorous Blazers. God, I had a lot of money I, with huge <laughs> shoulder pads, just giant box blazers, bangs, huge bangs. I, am I thinking of the 80s or the 90s? I'm thinking of the 80s here. <laughs> Same thing. You, you <laughs> yeah. uh, had that, uh, you drew your lip liner on first in a darker color and then added the actual color. You filled it in with like a lighter color. Remember that? I'm, oh, yeah. And I'm still down with doing that. I, I think we should bring that back. Yeah. You bleached your butthole. You did it yeah. all. Yeah, I Checked did. Off I all, did. The, all the boxes. <laughs> Whatever it is that models do. <laughs> Bleaching your butthole is number one. It's in everybody's contract. They just write it right in. <laughs> no, but anywho, so I'm excited to get into this one. <laughs> Even if I am a little bit nervous. But we have other stuff we got to talk about before we get into episode that's right that's right so just uh before we get into the episode just wanted to remind everyone that we currently have a promo code it's uh our promo code is ho yeah pod 10 to save 10 percent at dreamho apparel and i just i love having a promo code it makes me feel so official it feels really cool i mean i Never in my wildest dreams would I think that we would be able to be like, guess what? We have a promo code, y'all. Save money on cool things and, like, also support, you know, another small business, like a small business. Let's get on this. The best. I know. And it's for such a cool store, too. It's not even like, oh, save 10% on a, you know, mattress, which, I mean, (laughs) I would be happy to, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah casper if you're casper, listening i will sell out i will sell out so hard oh, yeah send me immediately send me it has to be king size though but otherwise send me a mattress yes but it just happens to be for such a cool shop and oh god i love it so cool yeah 
So we still have that going on. We well, actually, we as of this episode coming out Tuesday morning, I believe on the fourteenth. Yes, today is the fourteenth. The Instagram contest with Dreamho Apparel will already have finished. So mm-hmm. right here, right, right about in ten seconds, we're gonna like have an extra little clip of Jackie and I from the future, which is also now the past. If you can wrap your minds around that, we will be doing a little bit of a little bit of a congrats. So on a one and a two and a one, two, two three. three. Congratulations, Coco underscore bug and Y-M-B-T-O-A-P, which stands for you must be thinking of another podcast. Congratulations to the both of you. So congratulations to said Ooh. again. Coco underscore bug and Y M B T O A P. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. I knew you'd win it. You really worked for it. And I saw, I saw your name pop up. I, I suspected. Yep. I had always I, hoped it would be the two of you. I secretly one. hoped it would be. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. again. I, I really hope I'm the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's me. <laughs> I thought about that. I almost entered and I was like, if I won, how shitty would that be? I know. I, I did too from like my personal account. Like, I'm gonna enter. <laughs> how would I even get away with that? <laughs> <sighs> I guess I'll just have to use our promo code, HoYaPod10, te- Ho yeah to get it for myself with 10% off. 10% off. It doesn't expire. It sounds like we're doing a commercial, but I'm just I'm just really excited to have a promo code again. Yeah, we don't use get it. anything from the promo code. Just use it. No. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, I am just like a wet paper towel. And I have like the energy of that. I'm so sorry, Amy. You're really going to have to <laughs> carry us through this episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good. It's one that you're actually narrating. So <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. You're not feeling well. Thank you. And I'm screaming. So, you know, you, you're you going to have a <laughs> massive headache at the end of this. I can just turn my volume down. That's a good idea. Everybody just turn <laughs> your volume down. Whenever I come on, just drop it down a couple notches. That's, that's maybe what you want to do. <laughs> so just want to give, uh, before we get too far into the episode, a couple shout outs to our new patrons. Patreon Woo! patrons. Our first one is... Good old Davy Two Ds, or as we know him, Davy Two Dicks. <laughs> Got two dicks, knows how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got Siren W. And they're both li- uh, joining us for the live watch parties. Yes, which I'm so excited. Me too. We just did. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> So we just actually had one of our January live watch party. Um, it was just this past Wednesday and we watched returning Japanese, both parts. And it was great. You know, just so much fun. It's nice to, it's nice to talk to people um, and listeners about other episodes that aren't like right within our timeline that we're doing for the podcast. So it's nice to kind of like jump ahead and talk about like there's a bunch more characters a lot more dynamic involved so and like i mean you know returning japanese we're on the bobby train like he is 
confident he's cool he's funny like he is he's coming to his own at that point so it's nice to have like that kind of bobby material to talk about i love i love hearing what people have to say too just yeah, seeing everyone too. everyone is so funny everyone's a damn comedian and it's so I entertaining i know will was trying to watch the bachelor during it because <laughs> we do that now and um <laughs> he kept pausing it just to read everyone's comments popping up because it was just so entertaining. Oh, on our our um, live watch party? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all hilarious. So bring your A-game to the watch mm-hmm. party <laughs> <laughs> and the live podcast if you're doing that, which I cannot wait to do. We actually set a date. We set a date for the live uh, podcast, which is going to be the 26th, Sunday the 26th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so please join us. You know, I think somebody mentioned maybe doing the, it's from like season 10. It's the one where uh, Hank, okay, so, I mean, we got a lot of players in this. We've got Reverend Stroop. We've got Lucky. You know, so we're, it's the episode where Hank's like seat, they're the Hills pew, if you will, uh, at the church is taken by a new family. So they kind of search around for different churches. So I think that might be a good one to do because there's so many new characters that we haven't even gotten the chance to like really get into with that one. So I'm really excited about possibly doing that one. I think we should. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm excited. (laughs) That's okay. You don't even have to respond like that. It's okay. No, it sounds good. Love it. No, I love it. Can we wrap this up? So (laughs) no, no, no. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I've never felt better. Uh, so anyway, that yeah, that, so that's two new patrons that we've got going on. We're super stoked for you guys to join us. Excited to have you. Yeah, very much so. And then we're going to do some some shout outs. So first, first shout out. So we don't really have, we haven't gotten any reviews on iTunes, which is okay. No biggity, but like, please do that. Thank you. <laughs> we would appreciate it. But um, we did get a really awesome email from Johnny C. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's Johnny, you're a little winded, long winded, but whatever. <laughs> he touched on a lot of good stuff, though. It was so funny. Ugh. Touched on a lot of good stuff. So I'm going to read just a little bit of it and we're going to talk. Okay. So the subject is goddamn. And it says, just finished listening to the jumping crack bass and I'm still laughing. You ladies are a riot. I'd also like to thank you for sharing your New Year's embarrassments. I can't say <laughs> I've ever had a vomit beard. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. I overlooked that part. <laughs> I know. I forgot you said that, Jackie. And <laughs> oh, it's so disgusting. gross. I know. And then at the very end, it says, Thanks again for the show. Love your banter as always. Your laughter, random comments, and co- and wait, your laughter, random comments, and gratuitous foul language are my bread and butter on my drive home. Save some of that motorboating for me, Jackie. You <laughs> motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All you can eat, Johnny C. Come here. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm simply. I'm not. I'm. A participant in the motorboating, but really couldn't do it without the cans hanging off of Amy. <laughs> Is that okay to say? Yes! <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Literally hanging off of me. They're... <laughs> they ain't good. Thank God for a well, push what, what else would they do? Be floating away from you? <laughs> All wiggly? 
Yeah, like a Salvador Dali painting. They're just like everywhere. Like the fl- <laughs> like the melting clocks. That's what they look like. They're just like folded over the edge of a table. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> so come on. Come on, Joni. <laughs> get in here, you nut. Get, get, you, get on in here. You hear? So my shout out this week is short and sweet because I am dying, but I uh, have a little shout out off of our Podbean, which we never do shout outs from there, but we got a lovely comment from one Badfish Bell, and they said, you ladies kick ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you for that. Oh God, Jackie. (laughs) I feel like you have like this ball of phlegm in your throat it just it's just that thing where it's sore on the sides of your neck right like under your Mm. chin you know where a doctor like will check you like oh yes and uh it's that's where it kind of hurts you know that feeling when you swallow and it's it's uh hard it's hard to do your your glands i'm so annoyed why would people ever get sick what why would nature let this happen like what's the point what is the point it's trying to kill us off because there's way too many. They're like, it's look, there's, been, there's enough of you. Get, yeah. get out of here. Go. That's true. I kind of liked it when the doctors would touch my swollen glands. Really? What? Yeah. I know. What? I don't know. I don't know. It felt very comforting to me. Like, oh, someone's getting to the bottom of this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to figure out what's happening to me. <laughs> I always get a little bit nervous when they do the whole checkup, the check the glands, check like look in your throat, check the uh, you know, your heartbeat, and I guess they check the heartbeat in your back too, but I guess I always feel pressure like mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm on, I better do this right. And yeah. so my breathing completely changes. I don't think they get an actual accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. So they're they're listening to your lungs when they do the the te- stel- That's right. What's it called? Stethoscope on your back. So they're listening to your lungs to see if there's like any crackling or like liquidy sounding or whatever. But I do the same exact thing anytime I go to the doctor. Like I stop breathing when they're doing my blood pressure simply so my heart stops working. Because I want it to be as low as, I want my blood pressure to be as low as possible. So I just like go into this crazy Zen-like Buddha, just like, and I won't breathe for the next minute. That's (laughs) literally what I do too. Like all of a sudden I'm a master of my involuntary bodily functions. And I'm like, I'm going to slow my heart down. Like, like I... Like I'm taking a lie detector test or something and I think I can pass it. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, sometimes it works because like when they put that, um, that oxygen and heart rate thing on your finger, you know, they'll they'll put the little clippy on your finger and it'll show what your heart rate is and what your oxygen saturation is. So I'll look at it and I'll see my heart rate is like through the roof because I'm like panicking because I'm at the doctor's or whatever. So then I'll just be like, I'll stare at it and I will like force my heart rate to stop. And then I'll just watch it go down and I feel so fucking satisfied. I'm like, that's right. I can... I can make this go down. I can do this with my mind. <laughs> Some high level shit. Did you hear about that guy that it was probably on a rescue 911 I saw when I was younger or 
I don't know, I want to say unsolved mysteries, but I know that's not right. But it was just this guy who was out golfing and he ended he ended up uh, getting bitten by a rattlesnake or some poisonous snake. And he was well practiced in meditation. And he actually just started meditating to slow down his heart rate to slow down the poison spreading throughout his body. And I guess something like he should have died immediately, but because he was able to control that, he lived it's crazy that's incredible i mean and and i and i yes i have heard that story i have and i feel like it was supposed to be like an urban legend type of thing but if you ever meditate or if you ever study meditation or anything like that like you i i easily believe that because i started meditating last year and it kind of changed my life i mean it's, it's incredible it's an incredible powerful tool and so i believe that guy like stopped his like stop the poison going throughout his body which sounds bananas but if you can slow down your heart rate and slow down the rate that it's pumping blood like that's going to slow i don't know what i'm talking about but... <laughs> and i'm just nodding but... like yeah yes <laughs> oh, i say things in a convincing way when i have no idea what i'm talking about so don't listen to me <laughs> Well, you are right. Meditation is incredibly valuable. And not to go on a meditation tangent, we'll get back to the episode real quick. But I had to start meditating when I was in grad school because it was part of some some of the therapies I did. And at first I was like, I, I hate this. I hate the thought of it and I hate doing it. And it drives me crazy. But I started doing it just some sleep meditations because I had trouble going to sleep. And then I started doing some focused on calming the mind because I have uh, ADD and uh, it's crazy how much it helped. And I use the um, Headspace. I use, yes, I use the Headspace app, which is amazing, but it's $99 for an entire year. Unless you are a student or you have a student email, then it's just $10 for a year meditation. Uh, uh, a year membership. And they have so many meditations and it really is it's it really changes they have meditations for everything for yep like fears flying uh calming the mind sleeping being generally happier just like food meditations just mindfulness it's 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 can't recommend it enough let's kick off the new year right i really need to get back into it i fully agree with everything that you said jackie and it's funny because before you know i remember like mentioning to you like oh i'm kind of into meditating you're like holy shit me too like i kind of like we got kind of on the same path separately and we're I was also using Headspace and you're the one who tipped me off to that like incredible deal because I was paying 10 bucks a month for it. But they have it like if you still have if you still have a student email, which a lot of people do, even though mm -hmm. you've been out of school for a while, because they, you know, sometimes they're not on the up and up on canceling your email. <laughs> <laughs> so just use that verify it get it for 10 bucks a year and it is incredible I again I really do think it like kind of changed my life and I also agree Jackie with what you said was like I hate this it's hard I don't like it when I first started doing it I thought what no I, I have to be inside of my own head like as it was almost painful to do it was so hard because you do everything to avoid having anxiety, to avoid having like bad thoughts or like just be inside your own head. But 
but with meditation, it's specifically like, no, you do that. You let those thoughts come, but then you have to let them go away. And you also have to feel your body instead of ignoring it. And that was really hard to handle the first couple times I did it. Makes you but anxious. Once you got in, absolutely. But then once you kind of kept doing it, it was incredible. I have never slept so soundly mm-hmm. in my entire life than when I started meditating. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, said something to my counselor at the time after I was meditating for a while. I just said it feels almost like I have mind powers, like I'm thinking so much more efficiently. Uh, my brain is so much more organized. I I feel like I have these mind superpowers. I've never thought this clearly before. And it was just all because it's, you know, it, it, I like it does it in a very gentle way where it builds awareness of your thought patterns, but it doesn't say like you have to change them. It's just kind of helping you in a lot of ways learn to be aware of them and more comfortable with them. And it really, I can't recommend it. It sounds, this all sounds like a commercial for Headspace. It is not. <laughs> it's just, we're not, we don't get a damn a dime. Yeah. We don't get a single dime, but maybe we should hit them up. <laughs> I would love to take their money. I would sell I it to Headspace too. Hell yeah. But- Gladly. Really good for you. Yeah. It really is. I I completely agree, Jackie. And I am not I am not a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I am not a hippy dippy person, not at all. No woo. But I no, not at all. But I will one hundred percent sign off on meditation. One hundred percent. Yeah. I uh, oh God. I feel, here it comes. Another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> I'm gonna tangent. <laughs> this is really short, but I got I got invited by um uh uh like a new friend of mine invited me to this women's dance circle this weekend, Ooh. and um of course my first reaction to that was like that sounds like some hippy dippy shit, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to uh it I don't know I'm trying to do more stuff that makes me uncomfortable because uh, I'm just trying to like step outside of my comfort zone. So my first reaction mm-hmm. to that was like, hell no, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to do it. But uh, awesome. I have a feeling that, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm one of those people too, that's just not into being spiritual or I don't, that sounds terrible, but if, if no, we can I benefit from meditation, then anyone, anyone can. can. Yep, exactly. I totally agree. My immediate reaction is no, fuck that. I know. (laughs) But that's my immediate reaction to most things. And I'm trying to change that about myself. It's really hard because I don't want to do anything ever. Right. And it's also just anxiety, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I know. Because I'm scared. I know. And the only way, the more you give into it, the worse that anxiety is going to get. And you're just going to be uncomfortable, not just when you leave the house, but eventually that's going to spill over into your personal life and and men- mentality. And you're just always, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm just uncomfortable all the time. So I need to start pushing those comfort boundaries. And uh, oh my God, I'm sorry, everyone. This is <laughs> a therapy preach, session. <laughs> preach though, because I also have been getting like that too, where like going to the grocery store was hard. And I was like, you have to fucking do it. I know you want to go home and not leave your house, but just fucking do it. And it mm-hmm. sucks the whole time, but then you did it and yeah. that's it. And then it's, and then it's done. And then the next time you have to do it, be like, well, I've already done it. I've already done it multiple times. I can do it again. 
Yeah. Anywho, sorry, everyone. We're all getting better. Anyway, well, <laughs> this is 2020. We've, we're going to split this podcast into self-help and also King of the Hill shit posting. <laughs> yeah. Shit posting, but verbally. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had something else I had to mention. Oh, I do have something else I have to mention. Yeah, that's a sentence. All right, that worked. I do have something else I have, I to, have mention. to mention. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so also, y'all, I started another social media thing for us. Uh, we're, we've got a group now on Facebook. So it's not just a Facebook page where you just be like, oh, I like you guys, whatever. Now you can join it and send us King of the Hill memes or maybe ho yeah memes. Oh my god. I know. I feel <laughs> I feel so, like such an asshole asking for them, but I really want them. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yes. <laughs> Please do it. But anyway, so it's it's just ho yeah slash K-O-T-H group something. I don't know. It's in our Instagram. I sent an email out. I'll, you know, I posted it on Facebook. I posted on Twitter. It's literally all over the place. You can find it. I'll put it in the show notes. Please join us. I, you know, obviously I'm accepting everyone. Just join us and comment and share your fave memes. I just, we just want to talk with y'all. So put listener comments, questions for us, you know, um, talk about the latest episode, whatever you want to do. We're, I'm we're so happy. excited that you did this too because it's it's nice to have uh it you can't really have conversations or discussions really on instagram so i'm excited right. about that but also i i know we've talked about it before in a tangent we definitely cut out of another episode but there's just been so much i feel like i've been seeing an increase in peggy hate on some of the other groups and it's getting to the point where i go on now and i just find myself getting kind of defensive so it's nice to have a new group where it's hopefully just going to be good times exactly and here's okay i'm not going to go on a tangent with this i promise (laughs) i promise but i am going to say very briefly i agree with you jackie and the whole feeling defensive thing because it's so intense and it's so hateful that Mm -hmm. even like even me i am pro peggy however i can recognize that she can be really annoying Mm-hmm. And overly, over, like maybe a little too overconfident. I can understand that, but it makes me want to go the total opposite direction in terms of just like being super hardcore. Like Peggy's amazing, and you all suck. And like she I get does defensive. no wrong. Yeah, she does no wrong. Even though I know that she kind of fucks up a lot, but just seeing so much hate towards her, which is kind of unwarranted and a little bit, you know, it's just too much that it makes you want to go in the other direction. So you can dislike Peggy. That's okay. But yeah. if you're going to go on like hardcore hate tangents or hate <laughs> memes or whatever about Peggy, then don't join our group. I mean, I can't imagine really, I would I would hope that most people who listen to us are okay with Peggy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you don't have to be, but people really go out of their way to just talk about how much they hate her. Yeah. So, and yeah. a lot of them will straight up say she reminds me of my mother so it sounds like you know what you have a lot that you need to deal with Mm -hmm. and you're going through a lot and and that's all valid but you're projecting your hate onto peggy it's not warranted indeed 
Anywho, so please join us on our Facebook group page. There's links literally all over the place. You can just email us or message us and ask for it, and I will send it to you ASAP. No problem. Mm. And that's it. And that's that. And let's get into the fucking episode. We're 40 minutes in. (laughs) We're 40 minutes in. Jackie, (sighs) I am sorry about you having to edit this. Nope, that's fine. All right. Let's get into the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie is pumped up. I can feel it. Yeah, I'm you can't see it, but I'm I just did three cartwheels in a row. <laughs> and a split. She sure did. <laughs> All right, and let me get up from my split. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> One <sighs> fluid motion. Yeah, I just pushed myself up on my heels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Husky Bobby season 2 episode 6. Air date, November 9th, 1997. And I got most of this from Wiki, Wiki Fandom. Whatever, they know. <laughs> Y'all know King of the Hill Fandom. Yes. <laughs> All right. Peggy and Hank take their son shopping, their son Bobby, uh, to a department store called Shellwinds. Unfortunately, Bobby is able unable to squeeze himself into any of the pants on sale. A salesman walks by and tells the Hills they would be better off shopping at a clothing store which tailors to quote unquote special children, such as <laughs> such as H. Dumpties. Dumpties. <laughs> which is like the most insulting name you could come Oh Dumpties. H. Dumpties. I mean, who would ever even shop there? Hank realizes the salesman is referring to his son's girth. <laughs> And I like this part because Peggy asks the salesman, do you really think Bobby is special in that way? And the salesman says, ma'am, your son is a very special boy. And yeah, then for, for his age and height, he's very he's special. Very special. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Hank is like, all right, well, let's go tell Bobby he's fat. <laughs> I love, I do appreciate Hank's like, let's rip the bandaid off approach. <laughs> Right. Let's just get this over with. Let them know. They take Bobby to H. Dumpty's, and it takes Bobby a f- uh, just a few minutes to catch on that, quote, this is a fat kid store. <laughs> it doesn't help that on the sign out, it doesn't help that it's called H. Dumpty's, but then on the sign outside, it just has pictures of eggs, like, modeling the clothes on the sign. <laughs> like a bunch of Humpty Dumpty's. <laughs> For your egg-shaped son. Yes. <laughs> like, this is what you look like. Come shop here. It's All so those boys in- are apparently bottom-heavy. They're shaped like a pear. <laughs> They're pear-shaped. <laughs> Bobby is initially upset and screams, I don't want to be here. Peggy puts her own spin on why people shop at H. Dumpty's, telling Bobby that he should be proud of who he is because, quote, being different is the best thing in the whole wide world. Bobby looks to confirm this with Hank. He says, is this true, Dad? And Hank (laughs) takes a million beats to respond. He (laughs) just finally awkwardly responds, uh, sure it is. And we can tell that he doesn't really believe that, and he's just trying to make Bobby feel better. And it works. It does, you know? I mean, he, you know, Peggy saying it to Bobby, he's like, yeah, 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 all right, Ma, but, like, Dad, what do you think? And Hank... (laughs) 
toughs it out. <laughs> He's just like, okay, yeah, it's okay. I don't think it matters like what the different thing would have been for Bobby. I think just being different in general for Hank is like a no, no. So for him to actually like put aside his own fears and his own like dis- discomfort. Okay. Hank. Okay. A little bit of, a little bit of applause for you. Yeah. And I'm excited to, well, I'm not excited, but I, I am looking forward to talking more about that because Hank, he, he really does uh, struggle with, uh you know, the idea of being different and is that yes. okay? And I get really frustrated with him at many points in this episode, but I also feel like this is a mindset that is pretty typical for someone in his generation and older generations. A lot of those people were just fully trained to believe that if you're different, different is bad and you should conform and there's a right way to be. And if you're not that, then that's wrong. And so uh, I, God, I see that in, you know, a lot of older people and I can't imagine it's, horribly obnoxious to be around people like that but I can't imagine what it's like to grow up with that mindset that pressure of like I better be normal quote unquote normal you know god so much just kept deep 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 inside for it to fester as like a as a tumor (laughs) truly no wonder that whole generation has just destroyed the world why wouldn't they I want to be different so bad. You know what? I'm just going to bomb this country. Yeah. (laughs) Deflect, deflect, deflect. Bomb, bomb, bomb. (sighs) Um, Exactly. But, uh, you know, Hank humors Bobby and it makes him feel better. Bobby's face immediately breaks into a smile and he seems to feel much better about being at H. Dumpty's. Uh, When Bobby tries on the clothing... it's we kind of get to see a little bit of a fashion show in the dressing room. He seems really pleased with you know the selection. Oh man. I will tell you though like you know growing up as a fat kid and a fat person in general like when you find a store that has something like clothing that fits you like your confidence just skyrockets. It's like, "Oh my god, this is what clothing is supposed to look like on me." I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's like, yes, I will spend all my money here. <laughs> so Bobby's pretty pumped. He's trying on all these different outfits and he's just like, look at me. I look like a minister. Look at me. I look like a coach. And he's just really getting into it. And his enthusiasm catches the attention of the store's owner, Mr. Dumpty. <laughs> Mr. Dumpty, I know. <laughs> Which I was so relieved that that's his actual name because it. <laughs> my first thought was like, oh, they're just saying this is a, a store for kids that look like Humpty Dumpty. Right. Uh, just thank like- God it's just... <laughs> his name we're gonna go shop at um fat fuck store that's your store <laughs> like that's the name of it it's just it's called- owned by gary uh fat fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's his name no that but that's his name that's his name <laughs> uh it- imagine if your last name was piss or something and you tried like opening a grocery store it's like i'm gonna go buy some food at piss market or something i don't know at pissers i'm going to pissers do you want anything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um so uh mr dumpty walks up and he asks if bobby would be interested in modeling for an upcoming fashion ad in the newspaper for uh the store 
Hank is mortified by the idea. He makes up an excuse that they have other plans and are too busy for Bobby to do the fashion shoot. Later on at home, Bobby tells Lynn about the modeling offer he got, and she remarks that this is a really big deal and a huge opportunity, and she really encourages him to do the photo shoot, and she even offers to drive him to the shoot. So they go, and when they return, Bobby excitedly tells Hank about the shoot and about how he'll be appearing in the newspaper the following (laughs) day and Hank's just like you did the shoot I thought I told you I was too busy for you to do the shoot (laughs) and that's when Bobby shows him all the pictures from the actual (laughs) the actual photo shoot now up until this point I've been you know kind of excited for Bobby. This is such a great opportunity, but these photos are a little troubling. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. They are fucking embarrassing. They're not <laughs> not just embarrassing. I mean, we see pictures of Bobby frolicking on the beach. It's like a copper tone sunscreen style ad where a dog is pulling his pants down so we see a little bit of his butt he's lying on a bed in pajamas he's and the last photo we see is him holding a tray of cookies and giggling into his hand and he's wearing long johns and the butt flap of the long johns is hanging open so you can see his actual butt and not only is he is 12 years old that's that's what I was thinking too. Imagine your 12-year-old son comes home and is just like, I went to this place alone and a man, a stranger, took photos of me and your 12-year-old shows you these photos and it's of him just half naked with his butt hanging out. Wouldn't you be so freaked out? I would immediately drive to wherever that photographer was and kick the shit out of them. I'd call the police on him for sure. Absolutely. That is a that is a child protection uh, services case. Open, shut. Open shut and them shut down. That photog- photographer is a fucking creep. Let's, yes. Let's not pull any punches here. That guy is a fucking creep. Get rid of him. And Get rid of him. Of all the photos, too, he tells Hank that the one of him in the long johns with the cookies where he's giggling into his hand and his ass is hanging out, that's the one that's going to be in the paper the next day. And and rightfully so, Hank is mortified and he's like, we cannot have this come out. Like, one, it's child pornography. And two, Mm -hmm. my son is going to get beaten mercilessly. Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, yeah. He probably would have if people saw that. If, like, 12 13 year old boys at his school saw that they would probably straight up like attempt to assault him as an adult woman if i was browsing the newspaper and i saw a picture of a 12 year old boy with his butt hanging out like giggling into cookies i would be so uncomfortable i would call the fbi immediately yes uh, <laughs> i'd definitely cancel my subscription i know I'm sorry, are all of you on crack? What are you doing? This is not a good idea. world are we living in? Um, (laughs) So uh, Hank is horrified, although I don't think he is necessarily horrified about it. His son being possibly involved in child pornography. But he is horrified and embarrassed. And he screams so loudly that it echoes throughout the neighborhood. Um, (laughs) You're absolutely right. It has nothing to do with child pornography. It has to do with his son being a model. 
That's it. (laughs) And it's more about, he's definitely more focused on, you know, I'm I'm sure he's worried about Bobby and, you know, Bobby being humiliated, but you know that a big part of it is him, him being embarrassed by it. Absolutely. That might be the biggest part. Yeah. So the next morning, an embarrassed Hank demands, he calls up the newspaper company and he demands that the advertisement be removed, but it's, you know, the papers are already going out. So he sneaks onto his neighbor's lawns to retrieve the offensive ad from each person's paper before they come out to get their morning paper. Shortly thereafter, a major talent agency phones the Hill residents offering representation and even more work for Bobby. Hank is not on board with this, uh, not on board with Bobby being a model. Peggy's like, what's the harm in letting Bobby do something that makes him feel good about himself? And Hank's like, what's the harm? Peggy, kids always victimize the one who's different. Believe me, I know. And then it cuts to a flashback of him bullying someone who who's like he's we can't see the person but he's just sitting on a bench screaming at someone calling them like fatty or something it's yes i know it it cracks me up because you think that it's like wow hank was bullied no he's the fucking bully he's the douchebag in this situation he's like i know because i was the one who was mercilessly tormenting other people yeah (laughs) god fuck you hank i know god I bet he wouldn't have an, like nearly as much of an issue if Bobby was bullying other kids, but the fact that Bobby might be the like target, Hank is... Yes, absolutely. Good point. Um, thank you. Peggy insists that things are different now, and people celebrate their differences nowadays. She notes how excited, how excited and proud Bobby is and asks Hank if he really wants to you know, take that excitement away from him. Later, Peggy takes Bobby to meet Claude Stokes, an agent, a fashion agent, I guess, who believes that Bobby could become just as famous as one of the superstars of Husky Modeling, a boy named Andy Maynard. Shortly thereafter, Bobby books a photo shoot, a real professional model. Hank ends up heading to the shoot to meet Bobby and Peggy. He walks in and he hears... (laughs) you know, techno or house music, whatever, blasting <laughs> with people in like, you know, different like crazy outfits and, yep. and you know, makeup artists. And he even says, I, I feel like I've died and gone to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Hank is instantly horrified by everything that's happening. He grows even more distressed after Luann tells him about, tells him that Bobby will appear in an upcoming fashion show at the mall. Then he sees Bobby in front of the camera. He's doing his photo shoot and he's modeling different outfits. And quite frankly, he's killing it. He he is. He, God, that guy knows his, that boy knows his angles and his good side and how to take cues. He's a natural. He's a natural. If you've ever watched America's Next Top Model, you know that it's not as easy as it looks. It is not as easy as it looks, let alone being psychologically tormented by Tyra Banks. Yeah, that's probably the the hardest part of being a model. (laughs) That's the hardest part. (laughs) I just watched that video recently, the one where she screams at that model. We were all rooting for you! I was rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! God, what a crazy... Ah, okay. (laughs) 
Hank, instead of being excited for Bobby and proud of him, is so uncomfortable with everything going on, he grabs Bobby and pulls him out of the studio before he can even finish the shoot. On the drive home, he's pissed. Anytime anyone tries to speak, he cuts them off with a quick, firm, no. Uh, Luann tries saying something a few times and he just keeps cutting her off. No. (laughs) You didn't even know what I was going to (laughs) say. I know. He cuts her off and so she finally stops asking. But only after an entire conversation with Bobby do we find out that her hair is stuck in the window. (laughs) (laughs) And she's been trying to tell him the whole time. Oh, it's one of my favorite scenes in the I whole, know. like the whole series. It just I cracks know. me up every time I see it. <laughs> I love that part. I remember seeing it for the first time and just like laughing so hard. Um, but during the car ride, Hank forbids Bobby from attending the upcoming fashion show. Bobby pleads with his dad to let him do it, but Hank insists that there are times when a father knows best. Ugh. That night, Hank and Peggy are in bed, um, and Hank says to Peggy, <laughs> this part two, this is ridiculous. This is really Hank in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. He says to Peggy, you know, it's really our fault, Peggy. Somewhere along the line, we forgot to teach Bobby shame. I guess we can't count on the schools for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's one of my favorite lines from the episode. Just, you definitely taught him shame. He's just not subscribing to it. I know. He's immune to it. It's crazy how strong shame is and how people really, so many people really cling to it, you know, like it's like, it's good to feel shame, but it's not, it's actually crippling. Yeah. (laughs) And he tells Peggy, you know, I'm sure by tomorrow morning, Bobby will have forgotten all about that fashion show. Yeah. Right. Come on, you idiot. I know. God, he really discounts Bobby at every turn. Well, and when has a kid ever forgotten about something that they want? Literally never. Never. I know. They will talk about it for the rest of their fucking lives. Yeah. They have, like, nothing else going on in their lives. All they can do is, like, just remember, like, the tiny things going on in their life, you know, at that time. Exactly. They don't have bills or anything. Yeah, he's not paying bills. He's not, like, worried about his marriage. He's not worried about, like, his health or anything. Like, the thing that he wants is the only thing he's thinking about. That's it. Early the next morning, Bobby sneaks out of the house and hops into a taxi with a garment bag over his shoulder. He's heading Which, to the fashion show. Props to that tex- taxi driver who just probably thinks that this child is running away and he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have cash, right? All right. I mean, right? <laughs> Enough to tip me? All right, let's go. <laughs> when Hank discovers his son missing, he hops into his truck and drives like a maniac to the mall with Peggy. Uh, where the fashion show is being held. Hank is so annoying. Um, <laughs> he's just, the whole drive, he's just, like, gripping the steering wheel, and he's just, like, speeding. He, like, drives over a fountain and just parks in front of the mall. Like, he's so desperate. Like, yeah, it's not like Bobby is walking into something actual. I don't know. It's It's, it's not like Bobby's going to another child pornography photo shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Maybe that's a valid concern, but that you know that's not why he's freaking out, which is so not at crazy. all. <laughs> um, backstage at the fashion show, Bobby finally meets superstar Andy Maynard, who makes no secret of the fact that he is a husky supermodel, um, and <laughs> kind of kind of an asshole. He's real full of himself. Yeah, yeah. 
Hank bursts into uh, one of the dressing rooms looking for Bobby, but Bobby is already in the wings of the uh, catwalk, getting ready to go. Claude Stokes, the the uh, manager, fashion agent, manager, whatever, tells Bobby that he will walk on stage first. He will be the first, first boy, causing Andy to throw a temper tantrum because Andy's like, I always go first. I always suck go I'm one. first boy. Yeah, suck one, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> when Hank appears, Bobby makes a dash for the stage, but Hank grabs him and throws him over his shoulder and heads for the exit. Bobby is just screaming and protesting that you know it's it's unfair not to be doing work he was hired to do moments later a triumphant andy maynard walks on stage taking back his place as first boy in the fashion show number one husky boy he's just real smug and and excited about it and meanwhile poor bobby is just being pulled away by hank and he wants to be in the fashion show so bad and hank is not even considering letting him do it no he just he just knows better than bobby right at this moment Dooley, we see Dooley, who happens to be at the mall with some friends stumbles upon the fashion show he and his buddies end up hurling donuts at the models causing the Mm -hmm. show to be ruined after the incident hank comments that you know putting donuts teenagers and husky boys into the same area is a dangerous combo hinting that he knew what was going to happen all along. Bobby realizes he could have been humiliated and thanks his dad for somehow predicting that. Right. And then the episode ends. And what the hell kind of a lesson are we supposed to learn from this? (laughs) First of all, first of all, Jackie, amazing job. You really, I know that you're not feeling good. You did an amazing job with that, honestly. Like, Thank you. That's really kind of you to say. You did. That's really kind of you. She's literally on her deathbed, people. I'm watching her. She's curled up in a tiny ball. (laughs) And she's silently crying. (laughs) I'm weeping blood tears. I have all of my servants around me. I need them nearby. (laughs) Picture like six butlers. They're wiping every orifice of hers as we speak. They're tending to me. Say (laughs) hi. They're they're not allowed to speak. They're waving. That was a test. That was a test. (laughs) No, but seriously, good job doing that, Jack. I know that that was not easy, but yeah, I know, you know, it's funny because you literally just said like, oh, Hank supposedly knew the whole time. He had no clue that there was going to be donuts. He had no clue that there were going to be teenagers there, teenage boys. He was doing it. Granted, I do think that he knew that this could bring some sort of humiliation to Bobby in the long run. Yeah. Mainly Bobby's little speech where he was just like, you know, stop trying to make me you, you know, uh, is it going to embarrass me or is it going to embarrass you? Bobby was right. It's, it's about Hank. It's mainly about Hank in this situation. He doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want his, his son to be a model. He doesn't want his son to like be different in any way whatsoever, because we have that scene with Dale and Boomhauer where mm-hmm. Peggy opens up the door and she was just like, Hank, we're going to go to the photo shoot. See you later. And they're just like, photo shoot. What are you talking about? So Hank blows it off. He's like, Oh, we're doing a family portrait. And they like make fun of a very simple family portrait. You know, they're just like, Oh, lame you're gonna do like a family portrait oh bring your comb comb your hair you loser so like that level of 
like a family portrait, it's so innocuous. It's such a simple, typical thing that families do. Yeah. But to be made fun of simply for that, it kind of just even drives more into Hank that what Bobby's going to do is not normal and it's not okay. I know. It, the whole thing makes me think of a quote from Hank, and it's in another episode that I will not be able to remember, but I forget who he's talking to, but he makes some comment about how Bobby probably should have been bullied into being you know, less independent and self-assured, but unfortunately he is able to like make people laugh. So he never got beat up and he almost says it in a way where it's just like almost a shame that he never had to learn that lesson. Um, Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the episode I think where, uh, where they kind of send, they send Bobby to that like kind of reform school with cotton and or that cotton went to so he was supposed to go to like this reform reform like it's like a like a pre-military thing and hank like he's like he's like mud you can't break him down you can't build him up you know oh my god your memory is amazing (laughs) i've seen them so many times (laughs) just so so many times But, you know, I do I do see like as a as a fat person and also was a fat child, I do see Hank's point. You know, there you are opening your child that is opening your child up to humiliation and embarrassment and being made fun of. Did he know that teenagers were going to throw donuts? No, he didn't. He had no fucking clue. He didn't. It wasn't even really about that. But he did know that there would be some form of shaming, which you know, I, I I kind of I feel a little bit torn because I I feel torn between Peggy and Hank. Peggy is so accepting and open with Bobby, and Hank is the complete opposite. And it's almost like where do you have this like happy medium? There really is none with them. You know, yeah, they're... Peggy overcompensates for Hank, and Hank overcompensates for what he perceives as Peggy being too soft. That's you know? true. Yeah, yeah. Peggy is like the other extreme where anything Bobby does is is so great and but you know in, in this instance you know she can definitely push it and be like a little bit blind to it which I don't know what it's like to be a parent so I, I I'm sure that's the case with most parents but and maybe she overdoes it but I think in this instance I just can't agree with her more you know if it's something mm-hmm. that he enjoys doing it makes him feel proud of himself it makes him feel good about himself What's the, what's the problem? Right. I mean, he's teaching him shame and embarrassment before he actually experienced it. You know, like he's experiencing it from his father as opposed to like those teenage boys. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but he's not letting him have his own experience and like growing from it. So he's learning from his father that it's not okay to be different, that it's not okay to like be proud of yourself instead of like, like having, having an adverse thing happen to you having something embarrassing and humiliating and growing from it from somebody else from a random person from other teenagers from random strangers that you can kind of build yourself up from but when it's a parent or a loved one or a family member who's like specifically saying like no you're not you're different and that's wrong and you need to hide this that's a lot more damaging I think than having some shitty ass teenage boy call you a fat ass I think so too. I, you, there are so many across the board of so many different kinds of people who have experienced 
it and it's always coming from a place of caring uh, I you know but it ends up being mm-hmm. so damaging when your parent just wants yep. to protect you but they're doing it in this way where they're gonna tell you what's wrong with you so yep. that other people don't <laughs> tell you it's so <laughs> right. weird so it's not a shock when other people do it. I mean, I've I've experienced that. I've experienced that myself, like parental shaming. And I much rather, like, because one, first of all, I don't know how Bobby hasn't been made fun of in school before for being a bigger guy. Like, that started when I was, as soon as I started getting fatter than the normal person, like the normal kid, like, it immediately started happening. The second they could like sniff out something different, kids were on it. So I don't know the, how it wasn't happening to him. However, him not having experiencing that and then like having his parents be the one or his dad to be the one to be like, no, you can't, you can't be different as opposed to having him be like, man, fuck those people do what you want and be stronger than that. I think that's more damaging than experiencing kids who were like, fuck you fat ass. Because if I had had that parent on my side, I think it would have made me stronger. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, you want your home environment to be, like, of all the places in the world, you want your home environment to be, like, the one accepting, like, safe space for you. I mean, you right. want your parents to love you unconditionally, and it it can feel like they're putting conditions on it now. Like, they're not accepting you as as who you are. I don't know. It's right. Yeah. It's complicated because like as an adult, you realize like you can't just give kids anything they want ever and never like scold them or never give them any kind of like boundaries. But as a child, as a child, you need, you need unconditional love. Yeah. Because there's a difference between doing something bad causing causing a problem getting in trouble at school doing something that's like not okay as opposed to being different and being shamed for that as opposed to being punished for like actually doing something wrong so i think there's like confusion with parents like just because somebody's different and just because somebody is you know not i don't know y'all know what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) It is very complicated. It's as an adult, it is much easier to see like, all right, most of the time that that kind of behavior is coming from a place of of like caring and wanting to help the kid. But right, right. What's what's too much? What's too much caring? What's too much helping? And and what borders on the line of shaming in the in the in the excuse of helping them like Hank? Yeah. And a lot of times maybe you didn't even consider the fact that you might be different in some way until your parent is the one that somehow points it out to you and now you're aware of it and now you're looking for it you know in other environments like if somebody laughs if a group of people laugh next to you like is that what they're laughing about you know and oh my god yes yes absolutely I still do that as an adult. Like, what are you laughing at? Is it me? Oh my God. Yeah. Even though like I'm light years more confident than I've ever been. Even still, sometimes I'm just like, what do you, they're laughing at me. Catch me on the wrong day. (laughs) Forget it. (laughs) It's hard. 
Why do parents, <laughs> why are parents so mean? No, I, I why do I, people have children? That's my question. What's the why? point? First of all, they didn't ask to come into this world. How dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's that generation too though it's like like I was saying before that that whole generation that was conditioned to believe that different is bad and wrong I mean I I I've never struggled with weight and I'm straight and I'm you know cisgendered I've really like I've I'm like the only <laughs> the only thing I could really say is that I'm like a woman I'm not a man but I've never I've I was raised by all women and I've never really even struggled too much compared to a lot of like what a lot of other women and like groups of people go through but even I have felt that <laughs> that oppressive what do you call it from like generations before us where my generational you know, trauma yeah yeah that's right that's exactly right that generational trauma that people are you know are defined by it and now they're pushing it onto you and just seeing how angry my grandma was when I cut all my hair off and dyed it blue. I mean, she was furious and she just called mm-hmm. me like every homophobic slur, you know, cause in her mind, you know, you don't look like a girly girl and that's bad. And right. <laughs> and then just he- like getting talks from my mom, like, you know, I'm concerned that you've given up on yourself. Like, why would you think that I'm, putting myself through school I work multiple jobs I exercise I eat right well you don't wear enough makeup it's just like Jesus Christ like if I'm getting this much I'm not even like different if I'm getting this much pressure yeah from like these like generations before me I can't imagine I can't imagine I mean we gotta cut that shit out that is so damaging right and you know I think that's part of like maybe even with Peggy like that kind of like mindset where it's like you, 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 you know what it was like. Okay. So for me, for example, I know what it was like for me growing up. I, I remember vividly like the, the taunting, the tormenting, the, the bullying. I remember all of that. And with other children, I feel so lenient towards them with like, as does, I guess, Peggy with Bobby. I feel so lenient with like, you know, I, I work with children. I work with troubled children and teenagers and everything. And when I hear about them doing something legitimately illegal, I'm like, but you know, (laughs) maybe there's a reason why I, I feel like I'm that kind of person that I've gone so in the opposite direction. Whereas Hank has like, he's the kind of person who's leaned into it and he's just like accepting it and then perpetuating this kind of like, perpetuating this kind of oppressive and straight-laced mindset yeah I know who knows what I was talking about I couldn't remember (laughs) after all that but you know and Jackie I was mentioning to you but you know before we even started that I was nervous about doing this simply because like I you know in the news recently there's been like this whole thing with Lizzo like if it I'm pretty sure almost everybody knows who Lizzo is now. Um, If you don't, she is a singer and singer, actress, actor, and she's incredible. She is, she's fat. She's a bigger woman and she celebrates herself and she is body positive. And that has caused so much hatred towards her. Just straight up vitriol 
hatred. And recently she's had to go off of Twitter because she was getting such horrible, horrible trolling happening. And also another thing that happened is Jillian Michaels. If you all remember her, she was one of the trainers on the biggest loser, which is such a problematic show. I can't even, I can't even get into that, but she was one of the trainers on the, on the biggest loser. And she made a comment. Somebody, she was on a morning show or something, and somebody said, mentioned Ashley Graham, who is a plus size model, and Lizzo in a very like nonchalant way. And she kind of went off and she was saying, Well, you know, we should be talking about her music, not her body, because she's not going to be that happy once she has diabetes. Oh my and, God. And there's been a lot of backlash to that because it is assuming that just because somebody is plus size or somebody's bigger that they're going to have diabetes you're assuming somebody's health but it speaks to a much bigger um hatred towards fat people hatred towards plus size especially women especially black women women of color who are who are plus size and I've been seeing a lot of that happening in the news. So to me, it was like a little bit nerve wracking because that has been like kind of bothering me seeing that as a fat woman, as a plus size woman, seeing it and seeing her having to defend living, just being alive, being a visible fat woman. She's had to defend herself regardless of what people think that she's doing. Like, you know, there's that classic term of glorifying obesity they think that simply living or simply being okay with who you are right now in the moment, whether you're thin or not, is glorifying your body and glorifying your obesity, obesity, glorifying being a bigger person. And it's been kind of hard to see all of that come up again and again and again and then have to do this episode where we're talking about Bobby and he has to like come to terms. He's coming to terms with being a bigger child and you know his dad isn't really accepting it and his mom is overly accepting and he's trying to like accept himself but there's a lot of pushback on that so it was it was a little bit of a nerve-wracking thing to kind of get into this but I do appreciate this episode even with all the fat jokes because I do think they're really funny but (laughs) I do appreciate like being able to talk about this and I do hope that like you know other people who are fat or are bigger can understand that i do think that they kind of handle it in a in an okay way even though we have hank kind of saving the day i do think that if you kind of see it through the mindset of like he is not okay with anything different then he doesn't really come off as the hero yeah no that's so well said i i i mean (laughs) I God, I hate that whole argument too of like people being like glor- glor- the whole glorifying obesity argument and mm-hmm. for fucking Jillian Michaels to like say like oh she's talking about your diabetes like I guarantee you she's not actually concerned about Lizzo getting diabetes like it's not your plate you don't care about diabetes like you don't I don't understand what glorifying obesity means it's not like it's not like, you know, when we see like these models who are emaciated and like it causes all these impressionable young people to, you know, also try to lose a ton of weight and and causes body image issues. Like it's not like that. It, it's not like that at all. The message you know, like no one's going out and like trying to, you know, gain weight or what get diabetes i don't even know if that's what they're saying you know right right but if anything it just makes everyone 
feel seeing someone be comfortable in their body only makes other people feel comfortable in their body. It's not like people are just like, hey, like I like Lizzo's comfortable in her body. So I'm going to go ahead and never exercise again. Like that's not happening at all. So it's just such a bullshit argument. And it's 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 not coming from a good place at all. It's it's right. it's very much just like, I, I kind of want to say to people, it's like, you know, when they make that argument, I'll be like, why don't you just say that you hate fat people? Just say it. Like, that's essentially what you're saying, you know, and and maybe you don't recognize that you hate fat people. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you think that you're like, oh, whatever, I don't care. But how dare you raise our health care premiums? And how dare you, you know make my daughter think that being fat is fabulous, which that's not happening. Just like you said, Jackie, literally, and I said this before, look at the Twitter comments on her page, look at the Instagram, the Facebook, the, just the media in general, literally no one is trying to make it sound like being fat is better than being average size or thin. Like there's so much hate towards fat people, especially fat women that, to think that she's glorifying it is it's just a non-argument. It's not the case and you're wrong and you just have to admit that. You have to accept that. You're wrong. You're just wrong. That's not the case. God, we could I could talk I know. about I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it really like makes me think of too like the whole the whole idea that <laughs> that women generally have been made to feel like they need to make themselves small and they should be ashamed of just the space they occupy like at any mm-hmm. given moment. And so you should aspire to be quiet and to be as small as possible. And and if you are not like that, if you are loud, if you are proud, if you are like heavier than normal, or if you don't fit the expected image, then you mm-hmm. are somehow being offensive and it's it's bullshit it is your existence I mean, is like a, like a problem for people right though. right yeah your existence is not offensive and they can just get the fuck over it yeah <laughs> just just get over it who gives a shit let people live let bobby walk down a fucking you know a, a catwalk whether or not he's gonna get donuts thrown at him let him experience that on his own yeah, but let him do it. Let him do it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we have to do our favorite quote. Oh, that's right. Well, I thinking about favorite quotes from the episode, Amy. I don't know if you have any. I I kind of knocked all of mine out. I sprinkled them throughout the episode, but do you have any? Yeah, you know, you did get a few of mine in there too, and uh, I appreciate that because I always have a million. So (laughs) thanks for getting those out of the way. (laughs) But yeah, I have a few. Um, So of course, you know, Hank, when they first go to the first store, Shell wins, and he's like, can you show us how to operate these pants? (laughs) Because Bobby can't get in them. Um, Also, there's a scene there's two scenes in the episode where there's a back seat in Hank's truck, which there never is a back seat in Hank's truck. Whoa. You're but right. For to make it work to have Bobby in the back seat and for have to have a uh, Hank and Peggy talk to him. And when Luann gets her hair stuck in the door. Oh my God. But another part is, you know, Bobby, when they're trying to explain to him that they're going to go to a different store 
and Peggy's like using very delicate words and like trying to make him feel okay. And he's just like, are you taking me to the vet? (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, A part a part that I did not mention, but I, I was really excited about. This is the only other thing that we get a Buckley sighting. That's right. Gosh, we haven't seen him in a while, have we? I know. Well, he dumped Luann, right? And then did they ever get back together? Yeah, they got back together. They did, yeah. Well, yeah, we haven't seen him at all, but we should start seeing him more going forward, right? Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should. Especially towards the end of this episode, I believe, or this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love Buckley. And I love, yeah, Hank and Hank. I'm in a crisis. You take turns kicking each other's ass. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're fully clothed in bed together. I know. They're not even like touching. I know they're as far apart as you can get, and they're just and they're wearing still clothing. under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I love, of course, you know when Bobby goes to the photo shoot and he comes back, he was like, "Dad, a man took pictures of me." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, when you know Bobby is at the at his like talent agent for the first first interview or whatever, the first meeting. And the first thing he does, he's the talent. He's like, does anybody want any water? Here you go. And he gives them like bottled water. And, and Bobby's like, it's in a bottle. And he goes, when you reach the top sun, you'll find most everything is. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that part. (laughs) You'll find most everything. "Mm, Wow. Bottled water. Fancy. (laughs) What else is bottled? Like foods and everything's in a bottle. I know so so much bottled stuff, and then uh, immediately afterwards, he's talking about Andy Maynard, and he's like, "I know that guy. He likes his Sunday even on a Monday." <laughs> <laughs> and Peggy's like, "I didn't know he was real." Yeah, I know. Like he was just like a joke. Like he wasn't a real person. <laughs> kind of like the Colonel Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like when they go. When he's at like the 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 actual model the model shoot or whatever that Hank like busts through whatever he comes into, and it's Carlo. Carlo's like directing Bobby, and he's just like, "Okay, it's your birthday, yes." <laughs> I can't do it. I can't even do it with the accent. He's like, "Okay, it's your birthday, yes." You're older now. Where has the time gone, little man? <laughs> you make a wish for something magical. Don't tell. <laughs> It just cracks me up every time. <laughs> oh man, I love that. And of course, and then the last one I have is when uh, Hank comes to like get Bobby out of there, and Bobby does like this impassioned plea. He's just like, you know, why? Why do you always want to make me who you are? Why can't you just accept me for who I am, or something like that? And Hank's like, yeah, yeah, we both saw that after school special, but I'm not an alcoholic, and you're not an ice skater, so let's go. I <laughs> immediately dismisses him. I know <laughs> the whole time. Um. So yeah, those are. Oh, and I'm sorry. One more. He says. The morning of the fashion show, Hank goes into Bobby's room. He doesn't know that he's like snuck out yet, but he goes in there and he's just like, I'm pretty sure you're mad at me right now, but one day you'll understand how much love it takes to crush a little boy's dream. I know. (laughs) No sarcasm whatsoever. Just straight up means that. (laughs) Just so sure that he's doing the right thing. 
positive. So those are my favorite uh, scenes and quotes and everything. They're just ugh, always so good. There's always so many good ones. Good ones. So many. <laughs> oh my god. You're getting worse. We gotta get this over with. It's getting worse. It is getting worse. I've oh, noticed. Poor thing. That's okay. Poor thing. Okay. No, I'm okay. She's like, she's actually legitimately on her bed now laying down. Like, this is for real. She's, she's, oh, you poor thing. No, I feel okay, better now that I'm lying down. It's better now. I'm back. No, I'm back. no, you're not. No, you're not. We're ending this. Okay, quickly. Trivia. What about listener comments? Listener, fuck, listener comments. We got listener comments. All right. All right. I'll sing the song this week since we didn't get any song submissions. Guys, see what you're see what you're doing to me now you're hurting me your actions are affecting me <laughs> all right ready you sound so pathetic <laughs> your actions are affecting <laughs> we gotta get this over with you all poor right thing. ready okay yep listener comments you're listening for the first you're there <laughs> <laughs> The best one yet. Yes, I love it. I love Somebody it. Let me remix that and put that like put a, a techno beat to it. Okay, <laughs> that's a great idea. So my beer hole just said great page. Yay! Thank, Thank you. you. My beer hole. My beer hole. Do you even fucking follow us? I don't even know. I'm gonna look it up. They do not. So they're just a bot. Cool. What? Um. Yeah. It's a cool bot. It's a cool bot. Wait. Right. It- how do we know? Because they're not following us. All these people could be bots. No, no. I know these people. These peeps are following us. These are our... Man, we got a lot of listener comments. Yeah. So RK Taylor 628 says, I used to wear husky pants. This episode hits close to home. Same, babe. Same. Same here. <laughs> there are two right now. I'm looking at that are like right next to each other. SNC Banks and Alexandra underscore McKen. Andy, you want to get in trouble? Bobby, no. Andy, then get me a brownie. Then get me a brownie. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're right next to each other. That's really funny. Adam Struve says, like Bobby, I want that account. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thunder Muffin. A man took pictures of me. (laughs) Coco Bug. I thought we agreed that I was too busy for you to model. Apocalyptic Chad. It's your birthday. You are older now. Make a wish for something magical. Don't tell. (laughs) That's right. So Apocalyptic Chad actually had some really amazing comments on like the queer scenes, like the queer culture in Arlen that you see during the photo shoot. And may i be so bold as to talk about what he said please or talk about what they said please okay so real quick i mean they i mean they had so many amazing things to say so i'm just and i and i apologize for cutting it down but we got to cut it down for size i'm excited i didn't i missed this from them so right so it was on our instagram they sent it to us and they were talking about how much they like this episode and they were just saying Um, Also, one of the very important episodes in King of the Hill dealing with queer representation. And so I asked them if you would like to share that. We would love to hear what you have to say. So 
I'll quickly say this. Well, in a comedic level with Carlo and Orlando, but then also in the way Mike Judge does character design in the extras of this episode. Gay boys and crop tops and earrings and even heeled shoes. There's a really interesting way King of the Hill actually has radical representation of queer bodies in Texas across the episodes, because on a surface level, it looks like you're just seeing extremes of alternative people and things Hank is afraid of. But those character designs are actually very informed by queer bodies in queer culture. Another episode that comes to mind is Sese Nestpa Un King of the Hill, where Hank goes shopping for a piece of contemporary art for Mr. Strickland. On a surface level, it seems like these artists and their inflammatory pieces are pretty unrealistic, but there really is a phenomena in the queer community of Texas where there is, and especially was for this time, so much silent aggression and oppression rubbing up against them, you really get extreme outlandish individuals. When queer individuals have to fight so much harder to be themselves, their means of expression are often more extreme in the opposite direction. As a queer artist who grew up in Texas, the subtle phenomenon in King of the Hill is one of the things about the show that makes me feel super seen in my experience. Whoa. Right? I know. I mean, one, incredibly, like... What what an incredible statement for just to send to us on Instagram. It's so thought out, so insightful. Beautifully articulated. Just so insightful. So I really, really appreciate them sending that in to us. And, you know, I even responded. I was like, you know, I really appreciate that because me as a cis hetero woman, I have I previously or I have seen the queer representation in King of the Hill as like this kind of my or like what they're trying to say is like in Hank's mind like watch out different these people are different you know yeah so I appreciate that it's almost kind of more like a no no I know what I'm talking about and this is not a bad thing but in Hank's eyes it is but there's a reason why they're so quote-unquote outlandish and it's because they're pushing against the status quo god that is so insightful thank you so much for sharing that yeah that was a really good one and I mean, we got to go back to the other just listener comments now. The other bullshit? Well, let's see. <laughs> Katie Create says, my hair is caught in the door. <laughs> I know, a couple people said that. It's so good. <laughs> we got a lot from Apocalyptic Chad. Toilet water. We cool. Did. That's like for an emergency, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Muffin said, I guess that they did a live reading of it at San Francisco Sketchfest a few years ago, which is incredible what i wonder i would love to see i want to see that yes i didn't know that that was a thing i didn't either still happening i didn't know that was happening spiked spiegel jackie the fact that they were using crystal waters gypsy women for the gypsy women for the modeling part hey you knew it you got it we both got it we all got it uh straight puma Husky Bobby has my favorite scene of all time when Luann gets her hair stuck in the window. It really is great. And it's I've, so good. I've had a street puma on here before. It's a it's a newbie. That is a newbie. We got a couple newbies. I wonder if they're here from um from the contest. Oh, I wonder. Matt M two one one two from Bill. Did you come to have breakfast with me because you thought I was lonely? <laughs> <laughs> and then Hank's just like, yeah, I'll have breakfast with you, and then just, like, leaves. <laughs> just dips. <laughs> I would do the same thing. <laughs> Detorg. He likes a Sunday, even on a Monday. 
<laughs> I love that. I, I love, love that, that so line. Who oh, no, knows? It's so good. <sighs> Thank you, everyone, for sending us uh, your your listener comments. Although I will say, from Johnny C, in the very beginning, they also sent us my favorite quotes for the next episode. You were way off, bud. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> something i'm sweet on you connie which no that's not the next episode my man (laughs) i'm your little candy man (laughs) it's okay we all make mistakes your email was great otherwise besides your embarrassing fuck up (laughs) just kidding just kidding (laughs) all right Trivia, real quick. You got any trivia, boo? boo yeah, boo. I sure do. All right. She's sick, but she can still make some trivia happen. Absolutely, of course. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to get this <laughs> over with. I feel so bad for you. No, it's fine. I'm excited about my trivia today. What, anim- <laughs> what animal is suspended over the walkway at the fashion show? A whale. That's right. I knew you'd knew that. I knew you'd know that, but I wanted to bring up whales because I finally Googled how much uh, cum does a whale actually produce. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess? How, how? Is it more than a dolphin? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. How many gallons of uh dude ranch do they produce (laughs) dude by the way we we came well jackie came up with the term that dude ranch sounds like another fun term for cum yeah oh i got my dude ranch all over you know (gasps) her butt her titties (laughs) dude ranch right in her belly button oh okay sorry um Okay, how many gallons does a whale come? Yeah, take a guess. 21. 400. What? <laughs> no! What? What? Oh my god! <laughs> 400 gallons of what? sperm. And no! Only, no! Only, no. 10, only 10% of that actually makes it into his mate. Oh, so only 40 gallons of cum makes it into... Is that right? Am I wrong on my math? I think you might be right. Very impressive. No, I think I'm wrong. I think 40. I think you're right. Oh, my God. 40 gallons of cum. That's it. That's all that gets inside of that. Got 360 gallons unaccounted for. Could you imagine if somebody dumped 40 gallons of cum in you? (laughs) (laughs) I'd blow up. Are you kidding me? Your body would be made of cum. <laughs> I'd be like one of those uh, Boston cream donuts. <laughs> Until I like sneezed or coughed. Until it just came out of your ears. Oh! <laughs> That's obscene. How big are their wieners? Do they have wieners? Of course they have wieners. How big are their wieners? That's a good question. I bet they're the size of a dolphin. Blue whales have the largest penises. (laughs) Peni. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Okay. Okay. So it's 10 feet long. Ah, That's taller than like the, that's taller than Shaquille O'Neal. (laughs) 
And, <laughs> and it's 12 inches wide. Ew. Uh, so it's, it's so skinny. Circum- no, circumference. It's not like a flat. <laughs> no, I mean, like 12 inches is a foot, but for 10 feet. So it's like a, so like a foot, but make it a, make it a circle. That's, I mean, I don't know what kind of girth you're dealing with, but my God, 12 inches is wide. Yeah, but it's like compared to being 10 feet, 10 feet long, yes, it's absolutely. like the exact opposite of a chode. <laughs> so, and also the retracted penis curves in an S-shaped loop and stays inside the body. What? It's curly? It's disgusting. <laughs> do they have, do they have testicles like that sneak out too? Do whales have testicles? Google, and how big? Me. I'm going to guess that each of their testicles is like the size of a VW bug. What are you seeing? You're... Your face. Oh, uh, wait, that can't. That can't be right. No. Oh, no. Wait, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not it. Hold on. What are you seeing? Hold on. What animal has the biggest balls in the world? Okay. Okay. The right whale. It's just R-I-G-H-T. The right whale holds the title of the animal with the biggest pair of family jewels. Each testicle of this animal weighs a mind-blowing 1,100 pounds. Just one testicle? One of them. What the fuck is a right whale, though? What is that? It makes sense if they're going to, like, carry that much. If they're going to, like, they have to have somewhere to store it, all that, those gallons. Ugh. If you're going to dump 400 gallons of jizz, you got to have, like, at least, uh, like, a like a bunker worth of balls. Oh, God. <laughs> That's disgusting. I wonder what the tiniest oh. balls are. Well, let's look it up. What animal? Men. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your ex-boyfriend. Everyone, a picture of everyone's ex-boyfriend pops up. Howler monkeys have the tiniest balls. Cute. Ew, I hate monkeys. Gross. <laughs> they wish they were human. They're not. <laughs> what, uh, what have I tapped into? I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. You brought something animalistic out in me. They hmm. wish they were people. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gross. Anyway, besides all of that trivia, did you have anything else? Uh, that's about it. Okay. I got I got two. What type of gas did Hank fill his truck with in order to get to the fashion show ASAP? Oh, man. Uh, D. 10 diesel w diesel something what was it god she clearly knows what she's talking so it's 89 octane oh yeah you you didn't know that you didn't know that at all (laughs) i I guessed guessed. Uh, okay i got i got one more i went for like a deep dick dive just to really fuck you over on these okay (laughs) (laughs) Hank runs past a store in the mall to get to the fashion show. What is the name of the store? Oh my god, I almost made this my trivia question for you. What the Ooh. fuck is it? <gasps> I don't know. Fashion Warehouse? 
So close, Jackie. It was fashion lady. Fashion lady. I almost said fashion woman. I was like, that's that's not it. You you are so close. Ugh. Well done, Jackie. Even in her dying state on her deathbed, she was almost ready for that. Almost. <laughs> almost. All right, we're ending this. Anyway, y'all, we're not going to talk anymore. Happy, happy Tuesday. Please wish da- Jackie all of uh, the, the good healing vibes that you possibly can. Um, she's passed out. She's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm at that point now where it hurts so bad just to swallow my own spit. Okay. We're done. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> we're not doing a goodbye. That's it. We're done. End this, Jackie. End it. End it right now. We're and done. until next time, listeners. Bye, Agandia. Bye. Yay. I feel very bad for you. Stop. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>